Hello, 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 my beautiful light and lovers. Today is a beautiful day to be alive, like every other day. It's Mr. Light and Love here, Eddie Pabone, to bring you some love, energy, community, healing, and empowerment on this Sunday. I hope you're feeling well. We have an awesome guest who I had the privilege of being on um, their show. And Mr. Anthony Parker of Out Loud TV is going to be joining us today. He's a producer, um, and his show focuses on LGBT, giving uh, giving folks in the Bronx a, a platform. So I would like for you all to welcome Mr. Anthony Parker. Let me get him on here. Hey, Anthony. You're muted. Thank you. That would be helpful Welcome. to unmute myself. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having I'm me excellent. on. Excellent. Thank you for asking. Um, so, Anthony, you are a <laughs> producer, yes? Yes. I love that. Um, t tell us, tell us a, a little bit about about yourself. What made you want to get into production? Sure. Yeah. So, first of all, thanks for having me. This is a great way to start a Sunday morning. It seems like the connection is a little weird. Um, <clears throat> your audio is like really bad. Let's see. I hope it's not me. Any better now? Let's try to, let's see if we can, if we can get Anthony back. These are the pleasures. This is that good 2020 internet, y'all. <laughs> Things don't always go as you plan, but what do you do? You make lemons when life throws you lemonade. When life throws you lemons, you make lemonade. So, Anthony is a producer. He works on Out Loud TV. We're going to get him back on in a second. We had a little bit of a connection issue. He is back. Let me get him on. Hopefully, the mic is working in full effect. Hello. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, good. good. Stuff. I was like, no. I know. <laughs> I think technology doesn't want to work today. It's a Sunday. <laughs> it's okay. Things don't always work. I think that's like my themed message. This this um, past couple weeks has been like things don't work out the way you want them to. They work out the way they're supposed to. Ugh, now I'm losing you, Eddie. Really? It's like choppy the audio. That's weird. That was that's what was happening with you. All right, let's see if we can get through. This. I hear you well. Um, okay, you can hear me. Yeah, but can you hear me? Because I do need to. It be is, but it's speak. choppy. I can kind of make it out, but I can. It was choppy at first before, and then it kind of went away. So maybe it will go away. Okay, let's let us pray. <laughs> um, so what I was asking was, well, just tell us about yourself. Tell us <clears throat> what made you want to get into production. Sure. Yeah. So um, I actually went to college uh, for production. Um, so it's always been a passion of mine, um, and I, I struggled to find work in it really. And um, so I work in marketing, and I love it. Um, but uh, this has been a way for me to, you know, live out my passion, um, but also do something for my community. So um, uh, someone I actually went to middle school with told me about uh, BronxNet. And so, uh, and BronxNet is, if people who are not familiar, is, you know, the Bronx's uh, public access uh, channel. Yes. And um yeah, so I, I really just started there. And I, you know, I wanted to, I knew I wanted to do a show. I wanted to do something, though, that I knew was going to serve a purpose. And um, so I'm originally from Westchester, um, from Yonkers, but I've always spent so much time in the Bronx. I have so many friends from here. And um, I moved here a few, a few years ago with my boyfriend. And when I moved here, it really made me wonder, you know, where is the LGBT community of the Bronx? Like, where yeah. are the safe spaces? Safe spaces? Where are people going to hang out, you know? And, um, you know, it, it was kind of hard to figure out at first. And so I said, you know what, I, but I knew that, you know, the community was out there and there are resources out there for everyone. So I really wanted to create a platform to bring people on, share their stories about the work that they're doing in the community, the different safe spaces available here, and also have performers on too. And um, so it's been such a fun, fun experience. It's been a learning experience for me too. I've learned so much about the Bronx's LGBT, you know, history. Um, and it's been fun just, you know, interviewing different types of people. And, um, you know, it's been a pleasure having you on, you know, you always bring such 
light and positivity. Um, so, you know, I appreciate I was, that you have folks. So Anthony, Anthony's show actually has me on coming. I, I came on, but it'll be airing again soon. It'll be airing, I think, uh, Monday, December 7th, and it oh. airs at 7.30 p.m. Oh, look, he's got a date and time. There you yes. go. So make sure you tune in and check out the interview that we did where he interviewed me. But today is about Anthony. <laughs> I know I'm in the hot seat this time. It's a, yes. We're switching it up. <laughs> so obviously you're a representative of the LGBT community. One of the things that I wanted to talk about today was sort of educating people on the, the subdivisions within the division of the LGBTQ category. I think oftentimes we get boxed into this like LGBTQ, right? And then, but the reality is, is like those are like five letters that represent a plethora of communities, right? Mm -hmm. And not mm -hmm. even everyone in the community. Those letters don't cover it all, really. I mean, that's where the plus comes in, I guess. <laughs> oh, and then the plus, right? So, I mean, even as a as a gay man, I'm like, I can't keep up with this shit. But <laughs> um, I want you to. I would like for, to talk about that a little bit today, of course, and, and more about yourself. You said you wanted to, you, you're interested in the Bronx, wanted to give folks a platform. You've been doing that, and thank you for doing that. I think one of the things that's significant about, about exactly what you do is, is that, that like, for example, myself as like an author coming out um, in the beginning, and you're, when you're self-published, you're looked at as like a troll. So, <laughs> unfortunately, that's the reality of it. And then you say you're from the Bronx and you look like me with all these tattoos and things and forget it. People are like, yeah, no, thank you. But you were so kind in that, like, you read the book and you got in contact with me and you were like, I want to talk about this on my show. And it was at a time where I was literally looking up to the universe, like, okay, I did this work. I'm ready to show up to be available, but there's no opportunities or no platforms available to me. And there you were, right? Things always work out the way they, they should. So thank you for doing that. But, um, you know, we still have a lot of progress to make, right? In terms of like, not only our rights and, and getting and being respected equally on a humane level, but also within each other, which is why I wanted to talk about the subdivision thing, because I think that we could educate some folks who identify as heterosexual, right? Um, but also maybe get some folks who identify as LGBTQ to start to really assess where they fit on the spectrum and how they could better serve their community and be of support to one another rather than to be sort of like in competition or like, you know, me versus you kind of a deal, which I think oftentimes happens, right? Like with the, the gay scene, with like the ball scene and, and like, well, like the pageant scene or like, which are like scenes, right? So, mm -hmm. So let's start somewhere there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was one thing, you know, that I'm very conscious about with my show, just bringing it back to there for a second, is that, you know, making sure that I'm telling every single person's story. You know, I'm constantly trying to diversify and make sure that we are bringing on a new and, you know, exciting and important story to tell. Um, but yeah, with, you know, there's a lot of work still to be done for the LGBT community um, and uh, not to get like political and everything, but you know, uh, you know, former or whatever, our current sitting president or whatever, um, you know, has done, that administration has done a lot to, um, you know, harm and reverse a lot of things. And that um, is scary for the LGBT community, um, especially for the trans community, the trans community is you know one community that really suffers the most um i see you got the trans flag in the back i, I do ask you about i that. do yes i don't know which way i'm pointing but yes <laughs> yeah so so what what is it specifically how have you been personally affected by trans issues that made you made you so passionate about it? i'm always interested because i'm sure that started somewhere well it's just you know if we have to stand by you know everyone in our community if one letter or one group of our community is being, you know, affected and hurt, then we're all affected and hurt, you know, and a lot of people need to remember that gay rights would not exist today without trans people of color who are on the front lines fighting mm -hmm. for it. Who went balls to the wall. They were like, fuck this. I'm going to be me even when it's not accepted. And they fought essentially for, and still are, right? Like I saw something recently that was disturbing. And I have to say, although I don't identify as trans, like for a long time, I felt like 
I didn't understand trans issues. Um, I was going through my own issues, like trying to figure out who the fuck I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I have a broader understanding and, and knowledge base about the subject, like I think it's really, it's a humane issue. Like it's an issue of human rights at the end of the day. You know, whoever people are, it doesn't matter who they are. As long as they're not intending to hurt anyone, we shouldn't be intending to hurt them, right? Like, so just the fact that someone, you know, chooses to dress up a certain way or live a certain lifestyle does not give anyone the opportunity to harm them or to ridicule them or to make them feel less than, right? And I think we should definitely treat trans people with love with the love and respect that we would want our own family members to be treated with. Like a lot of times I think ultimately what I'm trying to say, and and I would like to hopefully come to out of this discussion, it's like, there's so much segregation and, 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 you know, there's like black lives matters and there's like LGBT and and within the LGBT, there's like trans is like a whole category of issues within itself. Right. And, Mm I would like to see a place where we don't segregate as much, where we're just like loving of one another and accepting of one another on a human level. The one common denominator, right? That brings us all, um, the the one thing that we all share in common and then sort of like just respecting one another and giving life to people. It really sucks. I saw a video where there was a trans woman being assaulted by some assholes on the street. And she's famous, thank God, on Instagram. So she had like... Oh, I think, I, think I know what you're talking about. Yes. Oh and, my God. And that was in LA, right? Yes. And it was just yeah. like, it was horrible to see that oh. the police weren't there for them. To see that they were being ridiculed, harassed, assaulted, robbed. And the police were like driving by, good luck. Oh, it's transsexuals. Never mind. And you know, people kind of, you know. walking by on the street just kept moving. Not just do carrying anything. on, and 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 then that's just really, really sad to me. Like it doesn't, it doesn't. A crime is a crime is a crime. Violating a human being is a violation of a human being, right? Yeah. So, so there's no justification. What is the justification for? Like, let's just say. I mean, I try to understand and empathize with idiots, and I they can't. But <laughs> where, where, where's the justification? Like, why? Like, what are we two? Are you in fucking third grade, bro? Like, like, yeah. grow up. This is another human being, and and shitting on them is not gonna make you in any way, shape, or form look like a better person, be a better person, or even feel good. Why does it feel good to hurt to other people? Ask mm-hmm. yourself that. How much of a narcissist? How much of an abusive person are you that you think it's okay to just like almost take a life or like to destroy someone's life? You know, when we treat people harsh, folks, we treat them, we we hurt their feelings, we make them depressed, we make them anxious, we make them uh, reflect on the things that we say to them. So use your words and your Mm -hmm. energy and your actions to empower each other, right? If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Don't look and point. If you see someone who's a transgender, why do you need to look at your friend and go, you know, like, what's that about? Like, why? What is it about? Violence. And that's the thing. That's the problem. Violence against the trans community is truly an epidemic going on right now. I mean, I don't know exactly what the number is right now, but trans deaths in 2020 is in the hundreds, you know, around the globe. And it's, it's just, it's, horrible that we know of as well right exactly the ones that are counted those are not the ones that go unnoticed exactly exactly and that's the thing i am a strong believer that change doesn't happen until the conversation is had and no matter how many times we have to have the conversation it is going to help push progress and that's the thing you know a lot of people just I don't know. People love to tell people what to do. And at the end of the day, we're all human. And I don't know if it's that people forget that. I I don't know what it is, but continuing the conversation and bringing awareness and, you know, having the media really cover these stories is is another, another thing that needs. It is, you know, but, and also we have to support our kids. Like we have to tell our, we have to tell our children, that there are different people out there, but also that if they are different, that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. We have to support them. Um, I'm interested to know, because I know what I went through as a young gay male and things that like I experienced. And I, for the most part, cons- I, I guess I was considered a passing straight guy, so I <laughs> didn't get so much shit. 
Uh, but I still got shit. There were people who smelt it on me and they were like, mm, you're a fat yeah. you know, like, uh, but I, I, I'm interested if, what were the, some of the challenges growing up as a gay, as a gay boy, right? That you experienced, educate folks, what were some of the hardships you had? And, and what would you say to little Anthony? If you could sit him down now, like, and have a talk with him. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was actually just talking about this with um, a few of my friends the other day. But, you know, I grew up where I really just thought, you know, I'm a boy, therefore I like girls. That's just how I thought growing up. And I never questioned it. And I, I never thought otherwise. And, you know, in retrospect, I realized, you know, I always knew as a kid I was different. Something was different about me. I just didn't really know what exactly. Mm. And I, you know, I played baseball, I played ball, I played every sport and I was always, I was looked at like I was the different one and I felt so different from everyone. And I actually did not come out until right after I graduated college when I was 21. And I, I wish now I would have come out earlier. I do, um, but you know, it happens the, you know, the way it is. Um, but I, I really did not, uh, it's crazy. I really convinced myself, even though I knew I was attracted to males, I somehow convinced myself that, you know, I was straight and I remember I- So you, you lived in like a whole bubble most of your like growing I did. years. I dressed entirely different. It was all, you know, to kind of hide everything. And like, I was teased ever since like I was young too. Like I remember one specific instance in middle school, I had just switched schools and I was, you know, the new kid. So all the attention's on me. And um, I remember this one kid, you know, saying that like, he, he confronted me outside and he was like, we know that you're gay. And I was just like, what? Like, I, you know, I was like this young, innocent kid. And he claimed that I was walking around the school like this with my wrist down. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it was crazy. And that was the first time I really experienced someone like, you know, telling me to my face that I'm gay. And it just... Judging you. Yeah, right. that also like affects you because you're like, whoa, who are you coming up in my space telling me that? You know what and I mean? And you can feel it's with malintent, right? It's yeah, not exactly. like, you're gay. No, you're gay. No, you know, exactly. Like, it was, it was, you know, to hurt, essentially to try and hurt me and to embarrass me in school. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't come out till much later and um, it was... You know, it was just this kind of moment where I had realized that all this time I had, I had been stifling myself from really growing as a human, you know what I mean? Because I wasn't accessing this whole other part to me, you know what I mean? I kind of just shut it off. And um, it, it's not even that, I just, I was, I really just was like lost. And it's so crazy to me when I look back at it, how different of a person I was then. Um, but, you know, thankfully, you know, my parents, you know, are, were super accepting, um, you know, and it took some, you know, they didn't understand everything at first, but, um, you know, I was like, it's the same thing, just how you know what you're attracted to. It's like the same deal. Yeah. Like, like there's no switch folks. We're not pressing buttons upstairs. Like, exactly. Like, no, no. We're just naturally attracted to the things that we're attracted to. And that's exactly. And also. I was gonna say one thing that I left out too, which I also think kind of played into the fact of why I came out so late was I went to a Baptist high school. And, um, you know, that was, you know, being gay is just, it's a sin there, you know? Mm -hmm. and, um, my, and my parents are not Baptist, but um, I went to this Baptist school. And um, I think that was another, another factor that kept everything suppressed in me. And it's funny when I reunited with um, some high school friends later on after I came out, you know, all of them were like, we knew, but we're so happy that you came out now. And, you know, we're just so happy for you. So it was, it was, you know, nice to hear something like that. But I love uh, to hear that when people yeah. were like, oh, my friends were there for me. And like, my, my partner specifically has like, he has similar views. 
he he was closeted for many years and um his all of his friends are straight and they're still his friends and and i think that's cool like they were like dude we kind of already knew when we were waiting for you to like say something and that's cool for like a bunch of straight dudes in this world especially in the bronx anyway right like it's like um that's i think that's so dope when like shout out to all of the hetero identifying people who are like super supportive and chill and like whatever live your life i think that's like a model you anybody else who's coming from a hateful perspective should, should sort of look into it's a yeah. better option <laughs> i think it's funny because i think for me too for a while i actually kind of felt uncomfortable around straight men i kind of felt like i don't know it was obviously just me putting it in my head but i kind of felt like this subliminal judgment or something or I felt like they were uncomfortable around me and not that they were necessarily doing anything to convey that it was just me you know what I mean and I think that goes back to I don't know just kind of what you're taught you know growing up and you know this kind of whole like you know what a lot of boys are talking about this whole toxic masculinity thing where you're not allowed to show your feelings and you know boys have to act this specific way and there's really this this box you have to fit into and if you know anything you say or do or wear or whatever you know is outside of that it's just it's you know yeah you're an alien and there's something wrong with you you should you should be like everyone else exactly it's like so corny uh (laughs) so what would you say to your to your younger self in yes. your toughest situation. Cause I know it's hard to, I don't know about you, but I was like, I hated myself. I went through a lot of self-loathing and like, what the hell is wrong with me? Why can't I just be straight and turn this off? Um, and I'm glad I didn't go through that for many, many years. A lot of it had to do too with religion. Like you mentioned that it was just a sin to be who you are, right? So mm-hmm. for many years, I felt like I was going to hell just because, and that's a horrible feeling. Like damn, I'm a good person and there's nothing you can do because I like dick, essentially. So (laughs) (laughs) it's very, um, it's a mindfuck. It is. And I, I, you know, I felt the same way. I, I would literally, before walking into a room of people I didn't know, I would literally pray, like, please don't let anyone, like, perceive me as gay. Like, how crazy is that when I think back to that, you know? It's... Please don't let anybody see me for who I am. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think if I would tell my, my, you know, young self is just don't be afraid to like, listen to what, you know, is going on inside of you. Listen to yourself. Don't be afraid to be in tune with yourself and just be, you know, who you are. Don't be insecure and worry about what essentially what other people are going to say. Absolutely. To any little Anthony's or Eddie's or trans or anyone growing up feeling LGBTQ plus ish, <laughs> be nice to yourself. Don't worry about it. We're on the other side of the, the adult child spectrum and we made it and we're fine and we're happy and we're who we are. And, and there's lots of love in our lives and you too will be okay. Yeah. Just look in the mirror, give yourself credit for who you are, tell yourself that you are beautiful just as you are, irregardless of what the assholes around you might be saying, because they're all assholes if they're not loving you. And, yeah. um, but I want to say with that too is that, you know, love yourself and, you know, just be true to yourself. But also when it comes to coming out, you know, I mean, I really, I can't wait for a day where coming out isn't even a thing anymore, where, you know what I mean? Mm. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also want to say, you know, if there are young people out there, you know, your safety comes first, you know, and you think about, you know, how your parents would react. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where, you know, you're going to be kicked out of your house and things like that. That's mm-hmm. a horrible, you know, unfortunate thing that happens to a lot of L- young LGBT people. Yeah. So, you know, come out when it's right for you, for yourself, but also for your safety too. You know, don't yes. put yourself in a situation where, you know, you could be in harm's way. And it's unfortunate that that it even has to, you know, still be like kind of a warning, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be safe first. <laughs> yeah and then be you which i hate to even say because i'm like be you and the universe will support everything else flow. Exactly. um that's interesting so 
So you you you're full of leche. You've got the you've got so much love energy. You try to support your community. You're healing from all of the shit you went through as a child, right? And you're empowering others, which is why you are here today. Um, and I want to say thank you for that. Uh, and, and so I know you're doing out loud. Where would you see, where do you see yourself ideally in five years? You know with the out loud process, who, who would you love to get on your show? Like if that's like a dream guest. I would love, hmm, I would love to have, um, and I know she's very big um, in the, uh, you know, the Bronx LGBT community. I am obsessed with the show Pose. So sure. I would, Oh, yeah, okay. I would love to have Miss Electra on there, um, Tyra. Oh, she's a lot. You're going to have a lot with, with that one. <laughs> I would love to have her on. Um, and, you know, she's... So th the one thing about the show that's been so great is that, you know, it's started to expand over time. Um, so we're in the second season now. Well, it's finishing the second season now. Um, and so uh, the show also airs in Manhattan on Manhattan Neighborhood Network. So... Uh, you know, that's great. And I, I would love to just see the show to continue to expand, um, even regionally, you know, that would, that would be, be great to see that too. Um, I would love, I would love to have Miss Tyra on. I would love to have, oh my God, there's so many people I would, I would love. Um, but I, you know, that's the thing about the show is I just love connecting with so many people and seeing the passion and the drive that they have, you know, for the community too. We got to tag Carmen, we got to tag Miss um, Electra on, yes. uh, on this video. If you're watching, get on his show, go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give him too much either. Um, that was hilarious. Did you see her on... Um, what was the other show on the HBO? Uh... Uh, no, I have not seen it yet. Um, this is us. Is that what it's called? No, no. it's a, it's a ball show. Uh, legendary is it? Oh, legendary. Yes, yes, yes. No, I, I have not seen that yet. She that, gave them so much on that show. Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay, girl, she was truly in character then. I don't know if that was legitimately her or if she was just. It was a plan for her to be her character while yeah, yeah. you know being guest host. But ooh, oh, I gotta check a hush judge. <laughs> she let them know I am who I am, honey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So. All right. What do you think as a community we need to do to be to be banding up more? What could you think? What do you think we could be doing to sort of gather up the LGBTQ plus community to be more supportive to one another, more understanding? Well, you know. <laughs> It's hard for the community to really gather right now, you know, with everything going on in this world. Um, but I think it's important that, you know, right now with the issues that the community faces, um, I think it's all important we all stand together um, and we continue to shed light and awareness on those members of the community who don't have it as easy as, you know, you necessarily do. And, um, you know, like I said, if one part of our community is suffering, we're all suffering. Yep. We need to remember that. And, um, you know, you know, I, I feel like I live in this bubble of, of acceptance. You know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to have such accepting people out there. But, you know, there is still a world out there um, that is very hateful towards the LGBT community. Um, the hateful world in general, right? Yeah. We've got to get rid of that emotion. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, that's one thing, too, about my show, you know, my, my tiny little show. I hope that, you know, maybe there is someone that's just kind of passing through the channels and happens to land on, you know, my, my channel and, you know, sees this. And, you know, maybe it's something that they take this one little nugget of information and it sparks this kind of whole learning process for them or you know and maybe they just yes hey, both ways like... too like both, both not only for the for the for the um people who need to be educated right but for the for the young anthony's eddie's yeah of the world but also the beautiful thing about this time and day is that we no longer need people to flip to your channel 
you yeah. can put your stuff on the internet like we are now and reach, you know, little boys and girls who are in countries where they have their heads cut off and all kind of shit if they're, you know, found to be gay. So mm-hmm. hopefully we reach them and let them know that you're going to be okay. Try to come over here one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that is my, my goal. That is my hope that, again, if they just happen to see something and they're like, wait, that, per- that person kind of seems like me, you know what I mean? And it, I would love for that to spark, you know, a whole learning process for them because, you know, you don't, like I said, I, I just can't wait for a day where coming out doesn't need to be a thing. You know, like you said, you went through it. I went through it of years of suppressing and self-hating and everything. and being like, why, why is this me? Why, you know, why do I have to, to go through this? You know what I mean? It would be so much easier if I was straight, you know what I mean? I just can't wait for something like that to be all erased you know and we've made a lot of progress of course but there's still still work to be done and you know for little ones out there you know just be true to yourself and don't be afraid because like you said you could be you know you, you will be on the other side one day and you will find you know your chosen family even and you know people who will love you for who you are you you're not going to be this outcast in society you know yeah, we have to be nice to our kids in general, right? Like, I think all kids, I know we're, we're always talking about, um, we're, we're focused on LGBTQ right now, but as you talk, like, I'm hearing again that human, that human common denominator of, like, why does anybody have to grow up hating themselves? Why do we have to feel the need to impress upon our children so much pressure to yeah. fit in, to, you know, uh, get a job and yeah. I mean, the things that we're telling our kids from early on is like so mind fucking and so self limiting and then you know they carry that stuff and, and it festers and it manifests in hate and you know you have people who hate gay people who are gay themselves and that's just like this, the psychology is so deeply rooted from childhood from you know biopsychosocial they're taught factors. by society and what Absolutely. their parents are instilling yeah and we're still recovering from years and years of that, you know what I mean? And we're still working on undoing, you know, things like that. It's and interesting too, because it's like, it's all about like mindset. And I, you know, I think, how can we fix this? And I think maybe we can have like education around it in schools, right? And then, That's you know, you have, I have literally heard parents say, you ain't gonna have my son or daughter being taught how to be a faggot or a dyke. Like, you know, and it's just like, no, they're being taught tolerance. Well, I don't want them to accept that because you know there's this fear exactly. of like if you tell them it's okay, then they're gonna go do it. And I like that's the stupidest perspective I've ever heard of because my thing is like it's it's more than okay to be straight. In fact, it's the norm and it's like the go-to, so you don't get harassed and you know yeah. treated less than. And I, it's not something that I'm choosing to partake in. <laughs> but when you think about it, what is what is there really a fear of? If you really focus on that, it's like, what are you really afraid of? Like, if they go get off and they enjoy it and, and you're not even a part of that, like, what are you, what the hell? Like, your child's not just, dying. Like, yeah, what are you, and then, you know, like, they always say too, like, they're so afraid of being exposed. I don't want my kid exposed to gay stuff. And it's like, well, you know, it took two straight people to make a gay kid. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't, I, you know, that it blows me to think that if you keep kids away from this idea, you know, or that somewhere along the line they were tainted with the idea of being gay. Like, no, mm-hmm. this is literally like a physiological desire, something that is a part of the the, the character of the individual, right? Like, mm-hmm. There are preferences. You like coffee? I don't like coffee. Like, you know, yeah. you like women? I like men. So <laughs> there's like... that also brings another point to mind. And it, it's all about, you know, Hollywood and pop culture and what we see and queer representation in TV shows and entertainment we see, you know, is still kind of growing. You know, it's not something that's always necessarily mainstream. I mean, the first thing that I think of that has brought queer people into mainstream media is RuPaul's Drag Race and seeing queer not only queer people being vulnerable and showing themselves in their stories but also queer people dressing up in drag you know mm. and seeing that being propelled into mainstream 
is truly amazing. But you know, you see, was and this is interesting. What you're saying, mainstream media has a part to do with it. We have someone here who's saying it's frustrating for us trying to raise tolerant and inclusive kids as well, and then have their school buddies spew the ignorance being taught in their households. That's so true. Very true. You know, you could be doing the work as a beautiful human being that you are and giving love to the LGBT community and telling your kids to be tolerant, but then they go to school and their buddies are like, why are you okay with them being gay? Are you gay? And then it becomes this whole, like, so you have other parents who are teaching their kids hate and yeah. to spew hate, and it just negates what you're trying to build at home to some extent. Yeah. I would say to the parent that just commented that, um, don't be so frustrated. Just keep hammering the same message to your child. Tolerance, tolerance, tolerance. Not about fitting in. It's about doing what's right, right? There could be 20 people screaming faggot. doesn't mean that you you need to go and scream faggot too. You could be that one person to stand up next to that person who's being harassed and do the right thing. You know, oftentimes I see as humans, we are like, I'm watching this documentary on Scientology. I don't know if you've got to see, if you've got to see this on Netflix or whatever. It's really random, but... It's all about like talking about how people are indoctrinated. They're sort of like programmed to be brainwashed. And, you know, I challenge you to ask yourself, what is it about the hate that you have been taught? Where did that brainwashing come from? And why is it so essential to you to hold on to? What is it that you're going to lose by giving love to another human being? And what is it that you're going to gain by hurting someone? Hmm. Um, so just really, I challenge you to be more mindful about that. Ask yourself those questions uh, if you have the capacity to, because the reality is if you're a hateful bigot, you're probably going to hear this shit and it's going to go in through one ear and out through the other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I try. We try. Nevertheless, oh, that's all we can do. Shout out to that parent who gave that comment, because it's parents like you who give us hope for a exactly. future full of love, energy, community, healing, and empowerment. Yeah. And, you know, just remind kids who cares what people are saying at school and i know for a kid you know that's their reality that's who they're spending you know eight hours a day with or whatever at school well, i mean i know schooling is different right now but you know just you if you keep instilling in your child stay strong to who you are people will come and go in your life these people are not forever you know this is so true uh especially like in school, a lot of times these kids are trying to fit in in school and like we go through so much turmoil in schools. Like our fucking peers are harsh. Kids are assholes. They can be anyway. Yeah, kids uh, be mean. <laughs> and they're pretty fucking mean. I mean, I, I, I went, I fought back in school, but I got bullied a lot regardless. Um, and so it was like, I was like a 300 pound butterball white boy and like, oh, a school full of black and Latino people. I looked, I didn't look Latino. So I got, I got called a cracker, a white boy and people were just so rude and mean, like shut up faggot or whatever. And I'm, I was so defensive and angry. Like, I'm not a faggot. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably play with you on the side, but I'm not a faggot. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was traumatizing because even as an adult now, I'm 36 years old, folks, and the programming of society has dictated that you, you probably shouldn't be yourself in certain areas. So like if I'm in 14th mm -hmm. Street or in certain parts of New York, I'm free to be, and not that it's anything different, I'm me anywhere, but I feel like comfortable. I feel like it's okay for me to hold my partner's hand, for example, or give him a kiss. Uh, whereas, you know, being in front of my building where I live on my block in the Bronx, don't do that. <laughs> Just don't do that. And, you know, there's part of me that's like, fuck that. And I'll do it anyway. But then, you know, even my partner is like, we probably shouldn't do that. And it's just yeah. like walking on eggshells, sort of like, don't be careful. You don't know who's going to say what. And it just sucks to live that way. Nobody should have to live that way in a life full of fear. I know. I mean, I think, I think every, you know, gay couple goes through something like that. You know, I, I, my boyfriend and I always talk about that too. I mean, we could be walking down the street somewhere and suddenly, you know, if we both, it's kind of like the same time we both won't feel safe. And at the same time, we'll let go of each other's hand. It's like, we know like, okay, maybe, you know, we shouldn't be doing. Like they're going to make a comment. And the thing is, I'm yeah. so, I have, I'm all about leche. I do love energy community. I'm, you know, I'm really quick on the, on the mindfulness thing, but at the same time I'm human. And I must be honest, I come from the Bronx, I'm Puerto Rican, I have a temper, that shit is in the works, and <laughs> I don't react well to bigot, to, to, to like hate and to, to nastiness, especially when, 
Like, what the fuck is your problem, dude? I'm gay, so what? Like, I know. You know, nobody's trying to get into your pants. Mind your business. Keep it moving, asshole. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's, but that's my, like, that's me. I'm ready to, like, fight. Because, uh, and it's it's a trigger, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, like, when people, it, I want to be myself. And I'm, I'm at a place where, at 36 years old, I'm willing to fight with you if you are trying to tell me that I can't be myself in my space. Or if you have so much of a problem that you feel to violate me. In mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Let me match your energy and give you what you're giving me because I am not a little boy and I don't have to deal with that anymore, right? Exactly. But it would be lovely to be in a space where we don't have to even go through that. Where we could just, you know, hey, brother, I love you, brother, you know, and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you want to suck your brother's dick. Like, it, you know, I just want to really clear. I'm sorry. I know I'm being harsh, folks, but I want to just keep it so raw and real. Like, Folks, you gotta think. You gotta challenge your own thought process. Like, really think about this. Nobody's running around just like trying to sleep with you because they're gay. If they're not necessarily no, gay, does not necessarily mean that you're our flavor. News check, homeboy. The world does not revolve around you or homegirl yeah. or whatever, right? Just because there's a woman who's a lesbian and you're a pretty woman doesn't mean you're her flavor. She might be into, you know hardcore dyke kind of women or whatever like in you're a feminine you don't fit the mold so get over yourself it's yeah. not all about you people are who they are and that has absolutely nothing to do with you mm-hmm. right um I th- and also i think a lot of the hate that happens in this world is also from internalized homophobia from people who are hiding something themselves that mm-hmm. they don't want mm-hmm. to admit perhaps you're human and that you're curious and that bothers you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I always tell folks, you know, people are like, oh, no, that's not true. I've never ever. And I'm like, no, you've had a thought. We're human. We go through questioning. We question ourselves. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought about it, but I decided no. You had a hard no because of societal pressure. And you and, exactly. and then, but I promise you, I promise you, if you were blindfolded and you didn't know what was going on, <laughs> it would feel the same, baby. <laughs> So we really got to just be honest with ourselves about how the conditioning is here. It's mm-hmm. not really it's not really something that that holds true. It's just like a belief. Right? Exactly. And that's something too like I mean talking about like the Kinsey scale like you know that that brings to mind, you know that not everyone is, you know, 100% you know not necessarily 100% straight or 100% gay. You know what I mean? There's there's variance. It's very true. Once in a blue, there are women who tickle my pickle, and I'm just yeah. like, hey, oh, yeah, okay, he's okay. Hmm. It happens. You and know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't say the same for me, but <laughs> but it's I once mean... in a blue. I mean, I sleep with a man every day, but you know, I'm like, oh. Okay, Woo-hoo. you know, <laughs> there's no one but, size fits all is basically what we're saying here. Folks. Exactly. And that's another thing. There's a lot of like, by erasure, people don't believe that, you know, bisexuality can exist. You know what I mean? You're either straight or you're gay. And that's really it. And again, it just goes back to this really black and white thinking of, you know, sexuality. Pretty much. And we have to stop black and white thinking because there's so many other colors on the spectrum. Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I always managed to take it back there. That's the leche in me. Um, so, 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 you know, we have a few minutes left. Um, how can people find you? When can we, where can we find the show? Obviously BronxNet, but, you know, give us some where to find you on social media, etc. Sure. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. Yeah. That's what it's Anthony M. Parker. Um, you can find everything um, about Out Loud on our website, outloudtalk.com. Um, that has all of the, so all of the episodes that air on Bronxnet Manhattan Neighborhood are also available on YouTube right after they air. So all of clips of the shows are there, full episodes. Um, yeah, the website's really kind of the best way to, to find everything out loud. I mean, out loud's on Instagram, Facebook, all that. Um, but the website's a good starting point. You know, and I, I'm going to say if, if there, if there happens to be any heteronormative individuals who have had a challenge with this stuff, right? Watch this interview, watch his show, just get to feel out the community, take away the feelings 
mindfulness is a practice of bringing your awareness into the moment, right? And removing unnecessary judgments, emotions, reactions to things. They're unnecessary. You're, they're a choice. We learn this the more you grow. I would challenge you if you're watching this to expose yourself to different individuals from the LGBTQ plus community and just take them for whether or not they mean harm or they're a good person, right? And, and, and just, and that's just like, that should be your basis for any human being. But I'm saying this more so for the LGBTQ plus community so that you can start to challenge the hate that you've been programmed to have and change that channel to one that vibrates love or at least acceptance and tolerance. I don't like the word tolerance because tolerance is like, I got to deal with you. Yeah. Kind of a feel, you know, I like acceptance. Mm -hmm. I like, I like embrace, embracing and, and, and empowering one another to just be individual, right? There's so much of the same. Who wants to, who wants more of that? Celebrate people's uniqueness. We all have something to offer one another, you know, and it's not just sex based being LGBT. I feel like it focuses on what we like sexually but says absolutely nothing about us, right? Just because yeah. you're straight doesn't mean you're a good person. Just mm -hmm. because you're straight doesn't mean that we can be friends. Like, there's still that process of, like, who is this person, right? You have to mm -hmm. get to know them. Yeah. Yeah, some of you straight people are assholes. So, you know, <laughs> come on. Like, just like some gay people are assholes. Like, you know, this, you have to just fill people out on an individual basis is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Just need to love and accept everyone. Something just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that it's wrong and it's something that you need to shun, you know, or put down or make fun of, you know, everyone is unique and everyone has their own thing. If that's not your thing, fine. Just let people live. Like, how would you feel if you were walking, like flip the script, just use your imagination for the while you're walking on the street and people are like, oh, he's a fucking street. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you're fucking straight. Like, oh, come on, get out of here with that bullshit. Don't touch your tits in public. Like, it's just, it's, it's harassment. And it's, mm -hmm. it's like, it makes you feel like defensive and it, it, it makes you want to fight and it makes you angry and it makes you feel attacked. And nobody wants that, right? You know, if you're with your girlfriend or your boyfriend and you're doing your thing, you want to just be able to be in that moment and, and enjoy that love energy and just like look into each other's eyes and, and have that passionate moment, right? Of connectivity. Mm -hmm. The last thing you want is some disturbance from some asshole on the side who has nothing better to do than to just find a problem with you being happy, yeah. you know? And, and that's really what it is when you do that, folks. When you, you know, you could see a transgendered person eating in a restaurant. Why do you feel the need to point and make comments and, and, and joke and, and harass? That's so fucked up. Like, just eat your fucking food and mind your business and don't look at them. Mm -hmm. Don't make them feel uncomfortable. They have enough of that. Like, why don't mm -hmm. you be the driving force for some change or do something different? Hey, you look pretty. Even if you don't believe it, like try to do the right thing, right? And challenge that like voice of hate that's trying to be overbearing and take over the wheel and have you say or do something that you'll both regret. Yeah, and don't be afraid to go home and do some research and understand something, you know, that you are not familiar with, you know, a lot of times we fear things we don't understand. Exactly. And that's a lot of the problem. Do your research folks. Yeah. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> so follow Anthony, show Anthony some love, make sure that you check out out loud TV. I'm going to be on it soon. So yes. like double check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I hope that we get Electra on your show. I'm going to tag. I think the first thing I'm going to do when I tag her on. <laughs> I love that. Um, I want to say also shout out to, I saw you on um, Jose's uh, video recently. Shout out to Jose. Yes. And the White Shirt Project and the, uh, the LGBT, I want to get it right. It's the... The Bronx when, LGBT Expo. Expo, yes, because I'm like, the last word was escaping me. <laughs> the LGBT Expo. <laughs> yes. yeah, Jose is a beautiful soul. Kuriki. I love you, Jose. I'm sending yes. you love right here on yes, the podcast. Pure leche coming in all over you. <laughs> um, for me and Anthony. Um, 
he does great oh, work he, for the community. He really yes, does. he does. I just I thought about that. I'm like, you were on the video with as well. I, yeah. I happen to be blessed to be on that video too. So thank you, Jose, for including us. We send you love. And thank to you. everybody who is promoting love, energy, community, healing, empowerment, whether it's LGBT, hetero, whether you're male, female, undecided, whatever you identify as, we're not concerned with that. What we are concerned with is that you are able to live a life filled with love energy and that you love yourself. When you look in that mirror, you better celebrate your differences and celebrate your uniqueness. And there's somebody out there who's going to love you even more than you love yourself. There's somebody out there who's going to celebrate you more than anybody else would ever celebrate you. So just love yourself and, and wait for that moment. But but embrace yourself the most. We, we oftentimes look for validation in others. And we live in a world where validation is no longer available to people for themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can't expect people to validate you when they can't even validate themselves. We live in a very precarious time. There's a lot of fear energy. So protect yourself. Open up your heart. Give hugs to one another in a socially distanced world. I don't, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. We live in tough times. Yeah. But basically do your best. You know, that's all you can do. And don't take things personally. For all of my people who have been harassed, for the young Anthony's and Eddie's out there, know that the asshole that is spewing hate on you, that has nothing to do with you personally. It is all a reflection of them. All them. And so yeah. there is, there's, it, when you know that, then you truly have the power to take the power and do nothing or something, whatever you choose, that's on you, right? But just know that it's not personal. And that for me is everything. Yeah, it's powerful. When you realize that it's them and not you, then you hold the power. Everything people say and do, good or bad or indifferent, right, is a yeah. reflection of themselves. So, yeah. so just keep that in mind for <laughs> moving forward. Anthony, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. You have been a pleasure. Our time is already up. Time flies and you're having fun. Um, thank you for having me. It's been such you know so great to be on. Switch roles this time. I'm you know on, on the other end of it and. Thank you. You're always such a great, positive person to, you know, be around. And I love all the work that you do in putting, you know, just love and, you know, great vibes out into the universe because that's what the universe needs, especially right now. So it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank My you. pleasure. I love y'all. Know that you are limitless. Light, love, and potentiality. Follow Mr. Anthony Parker. Go Thank to outloudtalk.com. Follow at outloud.tv. Follow at Anthony M. Parker. If you like what we spoke about, Comment on the video, share the video. Let's get this discussion going, folks. The more we educate people, the more we expose them to realities of, of what the realities are, then the more hope we have for this human condition. All right? Love yourself. Have fun this weekend. Thank you again, Anthony. Until Thank next you. time. Peace. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>